What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Y Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Jeff Zena. Now, Jeff has over 30 years of experience in analytics, consulting, and teaching while simultaneously having a passion for all things related to cooking, leading him to found and create Zoo's Chef. His consulting work involved nutrition, electric transformers, fraud detection, marketing, and even stars. So he's got a lot to share with us today. So Jeff, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go, Jeff. How are you feeling today? I'm doing well, you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Now, Jeff, I am real, real, real excited to have you on today. You have a very interesting uh, career story. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in now. Cooking, you know, uh, you, you've applied it to cooking. So I really yeah. want to hear, you know, why why you chose your career path. OK, yes. Uh, you know, I've, let's call it food blogging at this point. But uh, there's a lot of people doing that. And I'm trying to do a, a little bit more rigor on it. So that's the end. Let me start with the beginning. When I started, there wasn't such a term as analytics. In fact, it was really, really hard to say what I did for a living. Mm-hmm. In fact, the best I could do is call it mathematical simulations. Uh, there was a lot of forecasting. There's a lot of futuristic planning and this kind of stuff. And boy, that, that it kind of really excited me because uh, I was always good at math. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may not resonate with a lot of people what that really means, but if you will, think of Madden football. Madden football is a mathematical simulation. They got the speed of the receivers. They got the accuracy of the quarterbacks, what have you, and they, they build a model and, and allow people to make decisions with that model and see if they can score a touchdown. Mm. Similarly, if I was working for a corporation, I might build a marketing model and they might say, hey, if we do this price or this promotion or whatever, you know, we might score a, if you will, touchdown mm-hmm. uh, with a good product offering. So that's uh, that, that always excited me. And I, I at, at the time, I literally wasn't sure I could get a job doing such things, but I knew I was good at it. Very, very, very nice. I love that right there. And again, now you're going to have to walk me step by step through the process. I mean, because again, you you are at a you're at a level where you know you've you've been in the game for over 30 years. Right. And I want to hear what that process take take me to year one, day one. What was that process like for you that even got you on track to where you are today? Okay. You know, I guess we're gonna have to do a little bit of history of analytics, but when I was in uh, I was in college, studied in something called industrial engineering that had a lot of things called operations research and management science and terms that come and go. In fact, that's one thing about this business. Terms come and go all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, nobody called it analytics. I had no idea I could get a job doing it. I actually had a fraternity brother that had a had a dad that did it up uh, in the, in the DC area. And turns out I am in the DC area. So yeah, that was, that was the center of it at this time. And it was war modeling. I see at that time there was war modeling and there was energy modeling. 
And that was about it. Mm. Well, energy modeling got me to, to Atlanta, Georgia, which was uh, my dream destination leaving out of uh, pretty much anybody uh, under 20 in the South. At some point, they have some thoughts. Hey, I'm going to go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I did stay, <laughs> like millions of others. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of got me started. It was uh, a little bit of a struggle as, the, as it developed what it really could do, data and tools and computer power was not what it is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it started moving. Got a job as a management consultant. This was, uh, you know, put on your suits, polish your shoes, put on your ties, slap executives on the back and say, you know what? I think you can make a decision. I know you can make a decision. Okay, being a little little, little bit uh, bad there. But, uh, you know, that was, that was very touchy-feely, very uncomfortable in that role. I really, really was very uncomfortable in that role. Mm-hmm. I missed math. I missed, and I'm not a, I'm not an overwhelming math guy. My, my wife actually is, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I just was always comfortable with numbers. And I started seeing so many corporations just messing up their numbers. I mean, I, I literally ended up branching out my own consulting company uh, because I wanted to do this. And I, I like to say that I actually took one ratio, one fraction, if you will, and, and, and flipped it. Mm. You know, the numerator and denominator flipped them and showed them that they had been misinterpreting it wrong for, I don't know, five years. It was mm. just simple as can be, at least to mm. me. But it was it was the nature of how people deal with numbers. People are not as comfortable with numbers as they are with uh, mm-hmm. um, with words. You know, that's yeah. uh, that's typical. That's, that's really typical. There's some of us that are. I realized I had something um, and, I, and I realized I enjoyed it. So that's leaving out a lot of steps there because there was uh, a lot of growth in, in artificial intelligence. And and now, uh, again, and somewhere, oh, I don't know, about 10 years ago, people started saying analytics. Mm-hmm. And I actually could introduce myself and tell people what I did for a living. As opposed to, you know, say, oh, I do math things. I do forecasting and so forth. And finally, one time, somebody got so frustrated, they said, oh, you must be an actuary. No, not really. Oh, you're just being, you know, ridiculous. You're actually a financial partner. No, not really. And finally, I just said, if it has a name on it, that's not my job space. I love it. I love it. And now I'm going to dig just a little bit deeper, Jeff. I asked you, you know, what the process was like, but I'm going to take it back just one more step. So what were some childhood hobbies? Hey, we 30 habits? years now. What were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into what you do today? Okay, you know, I uh, that that's kind of interesting. When I mentioned the Madden football, I realized I I kind of really hate the way I'm sounding kind of dated here. But when I was a kid, they didn't have Madden football. What we had (laughs) were board games. Uh, We Mm -hmm. had sports board games that were simulations. You roll dice instead of what have you. But it was the same thing. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just kind of it just kind of called me and said, hey, if you can do this, if you can if you can figure out the numbers behind it, that how likely is this batter going to strike out? Obviously, these are just, you know, very, very big time things now in baseball. But at that time, it was, you know, kind of neat to be able to do it myself. And uh, again, that's what Madden simulation does. Uh, excuse me. Madden football does now. It's just mm-hmm. a simulation. But yeah, I, I don't know. It just was comfortable to me. The second thing 
is I've really got to say is all of a sudden it would hit me that if we were looking at a problem that might have more than two dimensions, and what I mean there is like two variables or two things going on, so three or four things going on, mm-hmm. I could see it better than other people, and I could visualize what I think is going on, and sure enough, I could make the numbers you know, show it as being true. And I said, think maybe one of the good things to figure out how to do a career is figure out what you're good at. <laughs> and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Especially if no one else is or very few people are. And that's mm-hmm. how I got into it. Simple as that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Jeff, you got to tell me what an average day like is for uh, uh, whatever your job title is, because, again, we don't have a word for it yet. Uh, right now, I'm a food blogger, but uh, <laughs> that involves uh, cooking and photography and doing some fairly high level mathematics, which I'm working on developing to try to make this a whole lot better. But over the whole time, here's the thing, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lower the energy here a little bit because I want anyone that goes into this job to understand this one point. Mm-hmm. About 50 to two, 50% to two-thirds of my days are boring. Mm-hmm. They are grinds. If you're going to be really, really good with data, you're going to lock yourself in a room and stare at it. And, you know, you got computers to help you stare at it. But you say, you try to look at this ratio. You try to look at that ratio. You try to look at patterns. You try to look at regions of the data. Hey, let's look at women. No, let's look at men. No, let's look at older men. You know, you do this kind of stuff. And you got to really dig. It's it's ditch digging. It's, mm. it's tough. It's mm. tough. You know, that's the hard part. The other days, the other days, or when I'm meeting with clients or interfacing with someone and said, you know, have you ever seen this? And you just kind of get this look on their face and they're just like, like, wow. And here's what's really wrong. Here's my best one I got in this story. We had this concept of of moving customers that was uh, a company was having a tough time gathering. Mm -hmm. And I developed three graphs. And as opposed to putting them on a screen, I went old school. I printed them out. And I passed them in front of somebody. And the guy looked at him and goes, one, two, three. Yeah, well, there's three graphs. One Tesla, two Tesla, three Teslas. You just earned yourself three Teslas. Because he could all of a sudden see the problem that he never captured before. That was exciting. That was, mm. you know, that's that's the big up for it. By the way, I never got three Teslas out of it, but I did get a, I did get at least three more years of, uh, of of work out of that company. So there's absolutely no nothing wrong with that. I um, love it. But I yeah, love that right there. So you know, it's it's a dichotomy there. There's there's some there's some grind, and then there's some there's some highs. That the highs rolls. are higher, and the lows are lower. Let's put it that way. Especially that's consulting. That rolls perfectly into my next question, Jeff. Which of is of course, what do you enjoy the most about what you do? Well, it took me a few years before I realized this, but taking analytics and applying it, and let's make this really clear, applying it as opposed to just doing it mm. is an art form. And let's think of, let's think of an, you know, an artist, a landscape artist. They're taking three dimensions. They're also like looking at, you know what, there's some wind blowing. How do I, how do I capture that on a canvas? Wow. Think about that, something dynamic that's putting on something static. They're literally taking multiple dimensions, reproducing it on two dimensions, i.e., you know, a flat canvas, in order to help 
the the viewer sees something that the artist sees or sees something that the artist wants the viewer to see. Applying analytics is exactly the same thing. It's an art form. You're working to get someone to see something. Mm. Wow. That's what I love the most. That truly is what I love the most. Uh, and I love that answer. I love that answer. But, Jeff, of course, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy the least? Well, let me not be too explicit. I'm not sure what your show is rated. But let's just <laughs> call it Data Sucks. People do not collect data well. People mm-hmm. mess it up. They don't know what they're doing. And it's such a challenge. And people want answers from it. And they want them immediately. And you say, well, you know, if you really wanted it immediately, you might want to have coded it in such a way that it's understandable so mm-hmm. that I don't have to spend a month decoding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, gets, that, gets, that gets touchy. I mean, I've literally walked away from projects that can't help you, dude. Mm. Some of them, some are better, some are worse. I could, I could go on and talk about the pregnant man I once had in the data set. Okay, let's <laughs> let's move on from that one because I think that's going to take. I think everybody's going to be inter- too interested in that. Well, like one. I said, it's going to take a bit more Data can be bad. Yes. All data right. All right. All right. Let me let me roll up into this next question now, Jeff. This next question right here. This one is my absolute favorite, and that is. Do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? No. Learning does. And boy, I'm not the first one to say that, say this, but the thought of education is to learn how to learn Mm -hmm. and continue to be a learner. The pursuit of grades can really, really get in the way with that. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the huge caveat is grades open doors. Mm -hmm. It's a balancing act. But I got to admit, when I was in school, I'd find myself get guilty if I had something I was really interested in it. And it's like the exact opposite of is this going to be on the test? It's like this would never be on the test. But boy, it's interesting to me. And I realized, dang, I studied that all night. That was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you you got to want to learn. And, Mm -hmm. And data analytics, the the amount it's changed over my career has been phenomenal. Mm. And that is probably going to be a tip of the iceberg of how it's going to change over the next 30 years. Because mm. it's just such a uh, dynamic topic. So you got to be ready to keep learning and you got to be wanting to learn. And best way to learn that is when you're in school. Well, I'll still mm. try to keep your grades up as much as possible. I love that answer right there, Jeff, and I cannot agree with you more. Now, this next question, I'm just going to break it down just a little bit for you, just a little bit, because this word gets tossed around a little willy nilly. So what do you think that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion? Let me go back to those moments of clarity. So I guess two things, those moments of clarity, those uh, when I really see a look on her face and that gets to be harder and harder these days, doesn't it? But to get mm-hmm. to see a look on someone's face that I now see something I didn't see before. Mm-hmm. I now get this. That is just, you know, that, that, that sends me, that gets me excited. The aha moment. The aha moment. I, 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 feel, I feel that I have lived the art form mm-hmm. uh, and have, you know, transcended, if you will, a little bit beyond just working. The second part of it is I thoroughly enjoyed the teaching aspects of it. 
I recognize how hard this topic is. I recognize the, uh, as I've stated in this interview, the difference between what people think analytics is and what I think it is to be successful. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, love the fact that I have students that knock back at me in a, in a couple of years and they share something with them that I taught them or, or, you know, have another question, a follow up question, or you know, sometimes people, I'm finally getting around to this concept that you talked about years ago. You know, mm-hmm. I won't do it today. So that that's good. That's a, that's a, you know, I love that. I love that right there, Jeff. And now, Jeff, you have been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long, but we are down to that last question. So, Jeff, if there is one, just one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be? Well, as I stated, I got into this because I thought I was good in math. If you really want to be good in this, and this is a this is a concept that's being thrown out a lot now. The one thing that will never be automated, will never be taken over by some IT app, excuse me, AI app, AI. Mm-hmm. is empathy. That's uh, that's that's pretty overwhelming, and I'm reading this all over the place. Mm-hmm. And when it applies to our field, it is understanding that if you're in this business and you're good at it, you're pushing the bubble, you're pushing people's understanding, you're actually threatening them. <laughs> I mean, it's scary. It's think think about this. I walk into somebody's office, an executive, he's making seven figures. He just put a contract on a new boat. And here's this guy walking in off the street and saying, yeah, I'm sorry, you really don't understand your business. Mm. Now, I'm not telling you he doesn't completely understand his business, but Mm -hmm. if I don't tell him something he doesn't know already or he's got wrong, I haven't Mm. earned my salary. Mm. That's what I mean. So you got to you got to see how people react to things. You got to you got to recognize how much it means to people. You got to recognize how to prepare them to take on new information. That is so different, <laughs> so mm-hmm. different than what they're going to teach you in a statistics course. Mm. And wow. you know, that's, yeah, and that's kind of what I'm struggling with now with cooking. I mean, people want to open a, you know, open open their app on their cell phone, quickly read a recipe and cook a great dish. And I'm sorry, <laughs> my onions don't look like a, my onions aren't like your onions. They're different. My greens are different than your greens. You know, what have you? Uh, you got to understand. You got to build a relationship. You got to build knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm dealing with right now of trying to take a field that is working in a horrible way in my perspective and trying to add more to it. That requires thinking constantly how people are going to respond to what I say. Wow. Totally different than just doing analytics. So if- Wow. I, Jeff, I love that right there. And again, that's a common answer that I actually get uh, learning some soft skills, no matter what job you have, learning some some soft skills in order to communicate better with clients, potential clients, customers, whatever people you work for, anything. So I really, Jeff, I could not have asked for a better answer right there. Now, Jeff, I have to ask, is there anything, anything that I could put down in the link in the description below to promote you? Whether it's a website, 
social media link, even a book. It doesn't matter. Please, just something I can leave in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours. Sure. I would love for people to go look at the zooshef.com, see what they think about it. Look at uh, look at some of the, the recipes and some of the, the uh, analysis behind recipes. I start looking at different things and say, you know, here's, this is kind of interesting. Why did this person do this? Oh, this one looks like garbage. Let's throw this one away. You know, I'm doing a lot of that. Uh, my favorite, you like meatballs? Meatballs. Yes, I like meatballs. You like meatballs? I one of the one of the first things I did is I said, man, I got to learn how to do Italian meatballs. So I started I started pulling together Italian recipes in Italian and said, I wonder how they're different than if I got meatball recipes in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned a bunch. My favorite favorite meatball recipe now is in a tomato sauce with rosemary. Mm. I would have never thought to do that. <laughs> never thought. So, you know, yeah, check it out. Check it out. And, uh, I, yeah, I have some, uh, you know, you could follow me on Instagram and uh, uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook. Those are the, the, the three I kind of keep going. Instagram probably more than any. But, yeah. Oh, you know what? You're, uh, perfect. Age group. Perfect. So what's your what's your ad handle for the for the Instagram? Uh, it's zoo underscore chef. Perfect. Perfect. And that is zoo underscore chef. And that is zoochef.com too, right? For the website. Correct. Correct. Perfect. No underscore on the website. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody got the one before me. I did. So perfect. 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 Please hit the link in the description below folks. There is not, I cannot have asked for a better interview from anybody else today, Jeff. Thank you so much. It, you. it could not have gone better. Now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Jeff helped you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap. If you like today's episode, but feel like you still need an extra push, make sure to follow me on Clubhouse for free confidence coaching at Kojo the Goat. Again, that's at Kojo the Goat on Clubhouse. Subscribe, leave a comment, and make sure to follow all our social media channels at YI Network. All inquiries, please email kojo at yinetwork.com. Talk to you soon, guys.